0: the IRS can go back an unlimited number of years for unfiled tax returns. This is because the IRS statute of limitations on assessment never starts running for a tax year for which a return has not been filed. That means that the IRS can go back forever to a year and assess a tax for that year on its own uh, if there's never been a tax return filed for it. That said, that said, that is their legal right. In practice, practically speaking, okay, if you've gotten behind on several years of taxes, let's say ten years or something like that, you can typically get away with just filing the last six years because that's what the IRS considers to be in compliance, okay, for resolution purposes, and getting in a resolution with the IRS on those years. Your tax debt uh, for those years. Of course, if the IRS filed a substitute for return for you, this is a return that the IRS files on your behalf and it uses it to assess tax against you. It may be in your, and that that an SFR year is before the six year window, it may make sense for you to file an original return to replace that SFR because SFRs don't give you a lot of deductions uh, and benefits that you would claim for yourself if you filed uh, your own return. Okay. Um, so how does the IRS even find out about unfiled returns, right? Well, obviously they know if you filed a return or not. Okay, well, how does the IRS know if I should have filed a return for that year? They're gonna look at the tax documents they've received, right, with your social security on it. W twos from employers, 1099s, K1s, uh, you know, other other tax those are the major ones, but other tax documents as well. Um, and they're gonna systemically compare, right, through their computer systems. These Tax documents reporting this much in income, versus oh this per, you know you're over the you're over the threshold for the year for a filing requirement. Oh, did they file a return? No. Okay, so that that that's how they know. Pretty, uh, it's pretty simple. Um, so if enough income was reported to the IRS, you know, for a year uh, to trigger a filing requirement for the year, but you didn't file a return for that year, um, the IRS would naturally know that you did not ha- that uh, have a return filed for that year, and it's an unfiled tax year. Um, now, how does the IRS Deal with this. What does it mean for the IRS to go back uh, to an unfiled year? And what the IRS would do is the first thing they would do is send you a notice, right? And typically, um, the CP59 here. And what this notice basically says uh, is that you didn't file a return, you know, for such and such year. In this case, you know, 2017. Um, and then they'll send you a few more CP notices, right? Uh, basically telling you uh, that you haven't filed and then uh, the next one says like you should file, uh, blah blah blah, and let's say you ignore all those right? because you don't care, you don't open your mail. Uh, then what the IRS may do, it doesn't necessarily do it in every case, but we're seeing them do it more and more quite frequently as a matter of fact, is the IRS may file an SFR for you. This is a substitute for return. I'm going to create a whole video, a lengthy video uh, here in the next few weeks about uh, the IRS SFR process, what an SFR is, how the IRS prepares them, and all that good stuff, so stay tuned for that video. Um, but th- yeah, they're going to pre- prepare this SFR, which is basically a, a substitute tax return for you because you didn't file your own tax return. Okay, um, And it's going to calculate how much the IRS thinks you owe for that year based on the SFR. Uh, and then what uh, may happen is you may get one of these little beauties, Uh, a letter 2566, okay, Um, and this is a 30-day letter, Uh, this is basically telling you that the IRS did an SFR for you, okay, you know, we have computed your tax penalties and interest based on income uh, reported to us by your employers, right, banks, etc., as shown on page five of this letter. Okay, I'm going to go into this letter uh, in more detail in a future video, but basically uh, this is um, a letter from the IRS informing you that the IRS has prepared an SFR for you. Okay? And then if you don't respond to that letter within 30 days, so if you don't respond to the 2556 within 30 days, uh, the IRS may send you the notice 3219N. 3-2-19-N. Um, this is a statutory notice of deficiency, uh, the 90-day letter. Uh, is what they're also called. And um, this letter basically describes uh, your right to petition the tax court, to petition the IRS uh, to, to um, challenge uh, their calculation right, of what you owe based on the SFR, um, as well as your right to simply file an original return for the year to uh, replace the SFR. So, and if you don't respond to this 90-day <coughs> letter, um, you don't take action, you don't petition tax court, you don't file a replacement return, you, uh, you don't do anything after 90 days, um, then the IRS will assess the tax against you uh, based on the SFR. And then then when the tax is assessed, then you're going to get a whole another set of letters uh, from the IRS um, that Will likely eventually end in the IRS taking force collection activity against you, garnishing your wages, um, levying your bank accounts, uh, etc. At any step in this process, you can file your own darn return, right, to replace the IRS's SFR, which will generally uh, be in your best interest to do. Um, So that's the liability side, right? Any tax problem has two two sides. There's a liability side. How much do you actually owe? Uh, and then there's a the collectability side, right? How much of what you owe do you have to pay? And after an assessment's been made, right, whether the the assessment based on the SFR or an assessment based on your original filed return, um, uh, then you can contest the collectability, right? I cannot afford to pay this, right? Um, and those are the, the tax relief options that I've spoken about in, in many other um, videos, right? You could submit Offer and Compromise, go for hardship-based installment agreement, hardship status, or CNC status as it's also called, um, and those are all options uh, available to you. Um, I'm going to go into more detail on this when I create the SFR video, but when the IRS assesses a tax based on the SFR, when that assessment is made, uh, the IRS's ten-year clock, uh, its ten-year statute of on collections does start ticking, okay? So just so you know. Um, uh, yeah, so just so, so there's no confusion there. because Sometimes people get confused because it's like there's the assessment statute which never starts running on a year, right, uh, with an unfiled return, and filing the SFR does not start that assessment statute. Okay, the assessment statute is the IRS's time limit to um, uh, go to a tax year and assess more tax for that year, right? Never starts running with an unfiled year. The IRS's statute of limitations on collections, which is its 10-year clock, okay, uh, to collect a tax after it's been assessed, does certainly start um, with uh, an assessment based on an SFR, right? And if you file your return and you get that, that balance lower, because the, ba- the amount due on your uh, the original tax return you file is less than the amount on the SFR, you don't get a new uh, collection statute uh, date, okay? Um, it's, it still will have started running back when the IRS did its assessment based on the SFR. Now, if you filed a return and it resulted in more tax than the SFR showed, then the difference between the SFR assessment and what you're showing you owe, right, with the additional penalties and interest and all that on that additional amount, that would have a new CSED date. Okay, I don't want to get too much into weeds here, but I know, you know, uh, inquiring minds, you know, folks who follow my videos, they ask questions like this, so I did uh, want to bring that up. Um, and in terms of SFR, folks, you know, the, the automated substitute for return unit at the, S- at the IRS generally doesn't uh, go back and do the substitute for returns for years greater than five years ago. Okay, so, and that's kind of dovetails nicely with the IRS's six-year uh, compliance rule. So, um, anyway, that is uh, what I have to say about that. that is my answer to the question how far back can the IRS go uh, for unfiled tax returns? Um, I have some other tax relief videos here on the left hand side of your screen pertaining to uh, unfiled tax returns. And of course, you can always reach out to us at Choice Tax Relief, choicetaxrelief.com. Give us a call, 866 8000 Tax, or book an appointment, a free consultation uh, by using the calendar link in the description below. All right, folks, thanks for watching. See you in the next video. Bye.